Welcome to Heart Warriors Radio with your hosts, Miss Yona Brindis and Mr. Jeff Casper and me, Ryan McCormick. You know more about Heart Warriors Radio by going to transcodes.com and outoflimitsradio.com. Miss Yona Brindis, Mr. Jeff Casper. Hope you're both doing unbelievable. Welcome to the program. Yes, welcome. Hey, hey, Hi, Ryan. Welcome. Excellent. Well, today, a lot of people apparently are having identity crisis. Maybe they get their identity stolen or they just don't know who they are. And I, you know what? I guess there's a lot of things we said about that. So that's our focus of attention today. First question, Fiona Brindis, is, all right, my understanding is that we come from an infinite spirit, where we come from infinity, and we take on the temporary identity in the physical form to traverse within the physical realm. So if you're having an identity crisis, does that, could that actually be a positive thing? Could that mean that, you know, you actually are remembering on a deeper level that you are from someplace that you have no identity aside from being who you truly are, which is all things infinite consciousness? Or is that a genuine problem that people have because they've been here for a long time and they just have forgotten who they should be or what their role is in the physical realm? Very beautiful asked. Very beautiful Thank said. You. <laughs> right? Thank you. Uh, the answer is yes to both. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, for the spiritually awakening person or a spiritually aware person, the question, who am I, is at the core, you know, of um, trying to live a good life, you know, trying to find meaning in life, having purpose, feeling fulfilled and happy. Right. So without this question, we cannot really you know, know what choices to make. We cannot know what healthy choices or unhealthy choices are. We cannot know what good decisions or not so good decisions are. We cannot really know, you know, what the purpose is of us, you know, here in this lifetime with the family constellation that we have, with the skills that we have, with all these different things that play into our life, what they mean. And therefore, you know, we all need to ask ourselves this question. Now, if we don't ask ourselves this question ever, if we just sort of tag along, right? Most people just tag along. They kind of take on the identity of, you know, what their parents wanted them to do or their peers, what their friends say, what, you know, society says at large or, you know, in your neighborhood or whatever. So if we just follow that, if we just tag along something, then we run into danger to to take on a false self-identity. You know? And yes, I, I totally agree with you because when we are a spiritually aware person, there's something that knocks at our door from within. There's something that prompts us mm -hmm. to go look for the deeper meaning of things. And when I say look for the deeper meaning of things, I'm not talking about seeking something on the outside. This is where most spirituality, you know, kind of gets a little confusing because people then start to look for something on the outside. But this whole true self-identity is an inside job. So it leads us, you know, to, to contemplate. It leads us to reflect within. And so, yes, to both. I think it's a natural occurrence. And the mm -hmm. more in tune we are, with, uh, you know, sort of who we are and who we want to be, the stronger that prompting becomes. Okay. What about people who are in codependent relationships where they completely depend on others in order to find self-satisfaction? So how, where is that person on a metaphysical 
or spiritual level? Are they are they unhealthy? Because you know, I, I would imagine that if you, in one way, in a physical, in a non-physical form, aren't we all codependent? Are we all kind of leaning towards each other and collapsing on each other as one entity? So is it is it unhealthy? I mean, we all designed to connect with another. <laughs> we all designed as human beings, you know, to have relationships with others. Everything about us, you know, our whole in, entire neural pathways, our, you know, neurotransmitters, everything is set up to, to interact with others. All right. So there is no a real way we cannot really uh, or we can avoid the mirror in others when we interact with others. Okay. So that part is always there. Whether or not we make ourselves depend on how other people see us or how or if they validate us. That is something that is mostly determined in this early childhood phase where we learn to individuate, where we learn to develop the sense for ourselves, you know, for who we are. And when that gets disturbed or when that gets somehow manipulated, this can be through specific family dynamics, but it can also just be through, you know, hardships, say. You know, like say, you know, your family goes through, you know, some crisis or whatever, uh, then it's uh, really difficult for or it can be really difficult for a person to actually have that sense from within and they need the sense from the outside. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy to answer that question uh, because there's no judgment in this. Codependency is a, is a misdirection of love. All right. It's seeking something on the outside that actually needs to come from the inside. Right. And it's it's this is formed at a very, very early stage. There's also a lot in play with that, with a person's um, setup, you know, their karmic setup. So a lot of times people need a lifetime or two or several, depending upon the person, to go through some of these externalized versions of love of who they think they are based upon the judgments outside of them, the codependent aspect. Uh, and as the consciousness continues to expand, which occurs typically over lifetimes, at some point there is a shift. And when that shift occurs, and it's typically a shift towards either higher mental aspects of logic and reason, all that, or it goes into a very high spiritual aspect, then all of a sudden that question of who am I, because you realize all of a sudden that you're much more than you thought you were, becomes extremely strong. And the longer that's fixated on, the more it becomes important. And then all of a sudden, typically, like Yona said, the goal was to seek within, but we typically seek without first, which is normal because of our setup. But once that's also kind of gone through and, and we begin to go further along the path of increasing our energy or our consciousness, all of a sudden, who am I becomes the only thing. And getting back to the codependency, you realize the limitation of it. The You realize the, the unhealthiness of it. And you also if you go long enough, realize the purpose of it. Got it. Well, if you are somebody who's grounded, you're one of those people who are very calm and you, you kind of have a sense or understanding of where you are places in this world, could you actually, theoretically speaking, have an issue or a crisis of identity if you are way too grounded, if you you know have a lo- lack of connection to um, the, you know being connected with all different things? Like some people, I think that, they just believe that they are the physical body and they don't perceive reality outside the physical body. So in one way they identify with themselves in the physical body, but in doing so, do you think that they actually could be cutting themselves off from information from energies that they normally would have access to had they be more open-minded to the 
fact of being one with all things, that they are too committed to the um, the illusion of separation. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're separated, you're 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 cutting off energies. Anytime that you are fixated on a projection, fixated on uh, mind, emotion, ego, you're you're cutting yourself off from higher vibrational energies. And now, a person who's like just to demonstrate, you know, if you're in really low emotional levels like guilt and shame and fear, and all of a sudden you get into courage, even though that person may not question who they are completely, they're at a much higher vibrational state. So now, all of a sudden, even though they may not be fully into who they are and what the spiritual journey is. They have a lot more positional power. They have a lot more ability to handle things. Um, so yeah, there, the more you open up to spiritual realms, to consciousness, to getting your energy past what this world is, the higher potential you have to align to fields that are non-dualistic, non-linear. And then all of a sudden those type of energies begin to aid you. So yes, there there is a limitation. If you're too fixated on only one aspect of yourself, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, you're limiting yourself. The problem only is you don't realize that you do limit right. yourself. Right. So subjectively, you may not experience exactly. it that way. Right. But um, uh, for anyone who has uh, crossed that barrier, so it's, it's often seen as a barrier. When we work on, on people energetically, we can see this. You know, in form of of attachments or in form of blocks that a person has there, and they they have this prompting that you mentioned, Ryan. You know, to go beyond that. That's then when things starting to open up yeah. for them, and when they look back, then they realize how limited they were. Mm-hmm. We we often deal with this here at Transcodes with the the issue of of do we have a choice? You know, and this whole free will question. Because when someone is limited to, you know, let's just call it limited in their perception, all right, through, you know, this, um, uh, you know, really only believing in the the, 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 the physical existence, say, all right, uh, then what happens is, is that the choices this person has, is the, 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 those become limited as well. And it isn't until you actually experience um, this the higher vibratory state that you realize how limited that right. was. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's very difficult to, like, say, as an example, to convince atheists, <laughs> you know, that there is something like a higher power out there because with that intellectual alignment, mm-hmm. with this mindset, you know, that there is no higher power, that it's just like all sort of a coincidental random generator, you know, that uh, materializes uh, life. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to, to really say it that way because, I mean, it's really difficult to uh, to align myself to this. But, you know, if I, if I see the world that way, you know, then my options are limited. Mm-hmm. You know, then things such as manifestation, such as... Um, you know, seeing purpose and things, the whole concept of karma, you know, like where we feel, you know, like a drive inside of us that cannot be explained through the material, through the 3D, all that falls away. But, you know, many people who choose this kind of alignment or you can also be forced to this alignment, like people who have extreme physical pain, for instance, they sometimes... Uh, just use that as a conclusion that it has to be that way because they cannot really reconcile this in a spiritual sense, you know, like that there would be a God out there that allows something like that or, you know, or seeing the suffering in the world. So someone who's aligned 
you know, uh, to, to exclude and separate from a higher power, say, uh, may not experience this as limitation. Right. This can only be experienced with the first-hand um, uh, spiritual experience, if you will. So The subjective. You have to yes. experience it. Yeah, and once that starts to happen, all of a sudden, it creates a pull. And the longer you align to that, you're fixated on it or even fascinated by it. And there's lots of tricks and traps along the way. But, you know, as you keep going and you align to truth at some point, then all of a sudden it becomes clearer and clearer. Awesome. Well, last question I have you both is, are there any particular colors? Are there any particular fragrances? Are there any particular uh, foods that a person, I know this is kind of like a broad-ranging question, but are there any of those things that a person could uh, consume or have more of in their life that will allow them to become more strengthened in their identity, at least for this life incarnation, in order to be in the physical body, to go through this lifetime, to strengthen yourself? To strengthen yourself in your own identity, so you you know you are you are here and you feel comfortable in what you are, while you are here, until you get ready to move on to the next evolution. Big yes, big yes yeah. to all of the Absolutely. above. But this is different for each and every yes. person. We all compose differently. We all have a different energetic signature. So even though there is a, like you know just like if you look at white light, okay, white light. Uh, entails, you know, includes all frequencies, you know, even the ones that we cannot see. And so when we feel blocked or when we feel limited or, you know, when there's a disharmony or dissonance or imbalance in us, that means that there are some frequencies that are either blocked or that are, you know, that are not flowing right. And so the, the colors, say, or the foods or even the crystals or the the oils, the scents or you know, like the, the activities or the things that we can surround ourselves with are different for each mm -hmm. and every person. This is this is a big part of, of energy work of what we do to help people to decode this for themselves and mm -hmm. find out what it is. You know, there is no such thing as one color for everybody. I mean, we work with uh, color uh, therapists, uh, with color energy workers. And, um, you know, this is uh, just as complex as, uh, you know, trying to find out what the best physical exercise is for mm -hmm. somebody or the best spiritual exercise or, best diet. Yeah, or the best diet. Yes, mm -hmm. it's very individual. So if one cannot fully connect to this yet, you know, like what your body is telling you, say, right, what the foods are that resonate with you and the foods that don't, what colors resonate with you, how these things affect you. Then, you know, this is the, when you seek an energy coach, you know, who helps you to decode that so that you can, you know, strengthen that trust in your inner prompting because our, our true self, right, tells us what these things are. But when we have too much, when it's too clouded, when we have too much overlay, we can't really connect with this inner prompting. Right. One thing you can do, though, which we always recommend to everybody is you surround yourself with beauty that more than anything and that beauty again is also individualized but there are certain things art music um uh, having light come in um using things like sage and sweet grass you know so you can begin to practice and experiment with what makes you feel more open more expansive makes you feel good uh makes you feel alive makes you feel um you know even peaceful 
you begin to practice these things and coaching, working with coaches and all kinds of energy work can really help that too. But it's about aesthetics, really getting into the beauty of things. And of course, you know, uh, most of the, the the sort of common sense guidelines about healthy diet. Right. You know, when I say common sense, I, you know, it's a tricky thing. But, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of information on the Transcode's website about high vibratory yeah. diet and so forth, how you can uh, reinforce this within yourself. The, the bottom line is the... the the more natural you stay with things, you know, the more you you allow, you know, basically nature and some of the higher vibratory natural occurring things to work with you, you know, the more you can let go of things. And I said this today in the energy update, you know, that our spiritual journey and this journey to 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 connect with our true self is not so much a journey of acquiring something or doing more, trying harder. It's the journey of letting go of shedding all these things maybe that we think we need to do or need to have. And so for, from our perspective as energy workers, it's really more the letting go process, you know, not what should I eat in order to become more spiritual, but more in the sense of like, what should I stop eating? <laughs> you know, what should I stop doing? Whom should I stop socializing with? You know, what music should I stop listening to? Because it's actually affecting my energy in a mm-hmm. negative way. Well, that concludes today's edition of Heart Warriors Radio. I want to thank our very good-looking hosts. You see them on magazine racks all the time. People always try to cut through to get their autograph. Miss Jonah Brindis and Mr. Jeff Casper. And you can learn more about them by going to transcodes.com. And then there's me. And uh, no one is chasing over anyone to get my autograph. But they are coming after my vegan cheeseburgers. <laughs> you learn more about me by going to uh, well outerlimitsradio.com and that's where we can see all the archived shows for Heart Wars Radio I want to thank everyone for being with us today and we'll see you back here next week thank you everyone. thank you thank you